Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the five day vendor master file cleanup. Do you trust the data in your vendor master file? Well, if you have less than 5,000 active vendor records and need to prepare for a vendor self-registration portal or for 1099 and 1042 IRS annual forms distribution, you are in luck. We have vendor validations, including watch list screening, duplicate vendor review, vendor inactivation recommendations, and more. Go to DebraRRichardson.com, that's D-E-B-R-A-R-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N.com slash consulting, or email me at Debra, D-E-B-R-A, at DebraRRichardson.com for a quote today. On today's podcast episode, I will be discussing who should own the vendor master file, accounts payable or procurement. Keep listening. To episode 52 accounts payable or procurement owning the vendor master file so last year I attended a conference with what turned out to indeed be procurement maestros and it was a great experience I met many wonderful sourcing and procurement folks and it turns out they have the same problem that accounts payable has with getting recognition for the the critical work that they do keeping relationships with our vendors, their work processing requests as efficiently as possible, and just working in the background to keep the company operations running. So getting to know some of these great folks and exchanging their pain points between accounts payable and procurement, I put on my empathetic hat and quickly found some common ground. But was that enough when it came to the vendor master file? Now, I'm sure that all of the listeners here today on this Accounts Payable podcast is probably familiar with some of the pain points and frustrations between Accounts Payable and um, the procurement or purchasing team when those two functions are separated. And namely, that is, you know, there's just a different focus. Um, The purchasing or procurement team, their focus is on, right, keeping their costs down so they like to have strategic suppliers or vendors. And then on the other hand, um, you've got accounts payable and their focus is uh, on uh, processing invoices and then 
uh, efficiently and then also paying our vendors on time. And so there's some other things sprinkled in there like payment terms that can be owned by either a accounts payable or procure to pay. But you basically have, you know, two different um, focuses as far as accounts payable and procurement and they're each important. So with more years on the accounts payable side of the whole procure to pay or P2P process, I pause to think about my view that AP owns the vendor master file. And again, you know, my view is really based on the focus of why either group would need access or need ownership of the vendor master file. And so when I think about accounts payable, it's in large part due to regulatory requirements that's that are based on the vendor master file and then the administrative tasks that go along with them. So I can think of um, three right now. The first one is the IRS. So having overseen the distribution of up to 27,000 IRS 1099s and 1042s, and by the way, we did not send them out to be printed. We handled that in-house. That's another podcast. But um, so handling the distribution and then of course the related tax filings um, for multiple years, I understand the work involved in keeping up to date with valid addresses because you don't want all that stuff coming back once you sent it out. And then um, also keeping up with any vendor acquisitions to make sure that you standardize those vendor records and bring them into your current vendor master file so that you don't have to have a headache with the IRS when it comes time to file. And then um, also to avoid any potential backup and withholding requirements and IRS penalties and interest when there are vendor data errors. So the IRS is a big one. The next big one is NACHA. So NACHA, that organization that handles um, the ACH payments between the banks and businesses, you know, there are also the banking details that must be updated, updated uh, excuse me, timely, not only to avoid EFT returns, but also for those notice of change notifications that you get from the bank. Those notifications indicate that the bank account or routing number has changed and you really have a limited time to update the vendor master file before a NACHA violation is received. And so a great example of that is if a vendor changes their bank account number and why would they tell accounts payable to update the vendor master file? They're not gonna contact you until they do not get their payment. So the vendor's beneficiary bank will send a notice of change. They'll update it so that the payment can post, but and then they'll send the notice of change so you can make that change in your vendor record. Well, if you ignore that, the vendor's beneficiary bank is only gonna do that so many times before they report um, a NACHA violation. And so what that means is you could be fined. And that is something that notice of change is something that should be an immediate update to the vendor master file and not that it's not 
um, that it's an easy update or it's it's not hard but it's also not an easy update because you've got to reach out to the vendor and again not until their payments they're missing their payments will they take immediate action on really anything so you've got their payments going through successfully yet you need to contact them to collect their updated banking information and so that is a real focus in accounts payable the third one is a sheetment. Now, vendor banking details along with vendor addresses also affect a sheetment. A sheetment of unreconciled payments is becoming the focus of many states causing administrative tasks for companies. According to J.D. Supra's article entitled Unclaimed Property, Five Key Developments for 2018, States are viewing a sheets as a crucial source of revenue and the fifth key development is the proliferation of unclaimed property audits. Now, what does all of that have to do with the vendor master file? Well, I'll tell you, part of the achievement process, one of the steps uh, that some companies or most companies take is they try to get those uh, uh, employees, those uh, vendors to cash um, the checks um, so that they do not have to go through that achievement process and have to file with uh, more states than absolutely necessary. And how do you do that? Well, you have to make sure that your um, banking information and your vendor addresses are on file so that you can contact the vendor or that you can go ahead and um, make that successful payment. So there's always that focus on um, keeping the vendor master file up to date so that you reduce your requirements or the volume of achievements necessary back to the states. So these types of administrative tasks that are critical to stay compliant with the IRS, with NACHA, and also with the states for achievement are typically not the daily focus of the procurement team. They are rightfully focused on vendor relationships that provide products and services at the best price and quality that keeps our organizations running efficiently. Now, some might say, well, procurement is already dealing with the vendors. Why not have them own the vendor master file? Well, but here's the thing, they're not dealing with all of the vendors. They're only dealing with those vendors that require a purchase order. And even with, let's say a company or your company has um, 100% compliance to a purchasing policy. I know, but we can dream. There are still vendors or there will always still be vendors that do not require a purchase order. So even today, not all vendors are handled by the procurement team and those vendors still need to find a way into the vendor master file. So again, the, the argument that they're already dealing with the vendors or they're not already dealing with all. Vendors. 
And just to be fair, um, accounts payable, there are times when accounts payable isn't even dealing with all the vendors. Depending on uh, the size of your company, you may have a P-card program or a virtual card program. And if that's a separate group, then you're not dealing with the vendors that are uh, where their services or goods are being purchased on a P card or a virtual card. And I actually really like that payment method because it means that we don't have to, um, uh, one, set that vendor up, and two, we do not have to issue them a 1099 if they were eligible. So just to put that out there to be fair, accounts payable isn't even dealing with all the vendors, but we don't have responsibility for those tasks for those types of vendors either. So just wanted to put that out there. So no, I did not change my view that accounts payable should own the vendor master file, but you know, I could be wrong. But what I realized is that that wasn't even my question any longer. The real question I determined was, in this digital climate of automated solutions, how can accounts payable better contribute to the accounts payable and procurement relationship working together to build a valid, complete, and fraud-free vendor master file that ensures accurate on-time payments? I came up with three ways as a start. The first one is accounts payable can partner with the procurement team to bring in a P2P solution. So implementing an end-to-end -end solution that solves the pain points of both teams is a win-win, even when the inevitable compromise is required. Both accounts payable and procurement would have a seat at the table and that collaboration opens the door for future consolidation of the teams either as one group or under the same leadership. And of course, the automation that I'm talking about related to vendors is that vendor self-registration portal where you can incorporate the sourcing of those vendors that the procurement team is, uh, is interested in or focusing on along with the collection of valid and fraud-free vendor data for the vendor master file. The second one is how about sharing vendor data? So today, especially in larger organizations, vendor data can exist in multiple systems outside of the ERPs or your accounting system to support different functions. Working with procurement to integrate or sync vendor validated data to ensure we are all working with the same valid information will help accounts payable as well. Accounts payable can leverage the relationship procurement has with the vendors to be notified of any changes before payments are issued, 1099s or 1042s are generated, or before a payment is sheeted to the state. Keeping in mind that treatment of confidential data must be taken into consideration. 
Now the third and last one is communicate vendor master issues or changes. So did a vendor's payment return and AP put the vendor on hold so no future payments will go out until it's resolved? Does that sound like something familiar that happens all the time, every day in accounts payable? Well, communicating that issue can be crucial to the procurement team maintaining their vendor relationship. Plus, that email that AP sends out to obtain updated information may be answered if the procurement team member is CC'd. Because remember, it's the procurement team that has the relationship with the vendor in most cases over accounts payable. So in my experience, accounts payables emails to the vendor will go unanswered only to have that vendor reach out to a blind, now blindsided procurement team member when they haven't received the payment. So communicate those issues or changes, include by including the procurement team on those emails so they are aware of what is going on with that vendor so they can maintain that great relationship and accounts payable can leverage that relationship to get the information that they need. Now, I do wanna address a key concern that procurement and leadership may have for AP owning the vendor master file, and that is segregation of duties. And that is a valid concern, especially if you have a smaller AP team and you have the same team members creating vendors so that you can post the invoices when they come in and then you can turn around and pay them. If you have the same team members doing all three of those, creating that vendor, posting that invoice and issuing payment, there is a segregation of duties issue. However, compensating controls need to be in place for AP to reduce the potential for fraud due to increased access to create vendors, invoices, and payments by the same group. So for this reason, some companies have moved the vendor master file to a different group outside of both AP and procurement. Um, as reported in a December 30th, 2014 IOFM article, which is on IOFM.com, who should be entering the vendors in the vendor master file, AP or purchasing? Should this task be shared? What they found was 76% of AP owned the vendor master file, 2% AP and procurement shared the vendor master file. And in a few cases, the vendor master file was handled by a separate group. And for all you SAP people out there, I'm sure you are familiar with your master data governance group or MDG group. And of course, with um, your business partner function, a lot of times that group will handle both vendors as well as customers. If you are a procurement team member, how else can AP or accounts payable be a better partner? If you're an accounts payable or AP team member, what have you done to be a better partner with procurement? So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 52nd episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. 
Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Stay happy.